Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Mar and Lamb Show. Welcome back. It's Monday. He's Liam Warden. And she's Emily Milne. Wow, you're enthusiastic. You look, you look so grumpy today. And I wonder <laughs> why, Milne. Yeah, it's a bit of a sad day, really. Why is that? Well, the coronavirus is just taking over. It's turned into a global pandemic. Which is scary times for everyone. And we are I, I don't in... think it felt real until kind of the end of this weekend. Well, where... I left Sheffield to go to Nottingham. Yeah. And basically everything... <laughs> it was the end of the world. Yeah, literally. The uni's been cancelled. Well, not cancelled, suspended, suspended for face-to-face teaching and everything's going to move online. However, with our course... It's quite practical, yeah, so, so we'll have to see to what do. we have to do. But We're very stuck here, aren't we? So there's not much to do. We are going to be a bored pair for a very, very <laughs> long time for the foreseeable future, but it's all right because... This is a, a great topic for us to talk about today. Yeah. Um, we will talk about all things coronavirus. <laughs> and we'll also try and come up with some solutions to boredom. You know, th- things that we're planning on doing to distract ourselves from... The, the... impending doom. <laughs> yeah. no, it's not all bad, but we will try and see where we're at with this uh, virus. Yeah. And we will really explore what this means for students, what it means for people in general, and... The government had their press conference of their own today. Yeah, I think we should start off discussing that. We've literally just finished watching that, so yeah. So should we just do a brief overview of everything that's been said? Yes. So the new amount announcements, sorry, today is that. Well, firstly, we should start off with the current figures in the UK. So as of this morning. Uh, There's 1,543 confirmed cases of coronavirus in the UK. That's quite nuts, isn't it? If you compare it to what it was a week ago. And it's just been announced that sadly 53 people have now died in the country. Right. um, Which... Bearing in mind it was, what, like three? Yes. About five days ago? Um, And it suggested that... London is weeks ahead of the rest of the country when it comes to how far they are in the progression of the the virus because it's so much easier to contract it in London because it's such a mobile city. Yeah, and the tubes, uh, people are so close together. Yes. Um, But some of the new announcements today are if you have symptoms of the virus, uh, the whole house that you live in, so for example, if you live in with your family, should go into isolation for 14 days um, Britons have been asked to avoid pubs, theatres and restaurants. Not the pubs, they're taking <laughs> everything away now. And the over 70s have been asked to socially distance themselves for 12 weeks. Yeah, they can only go out for like, one walk a day or something like that. But the key verb here is they've been asked to. Yeah. Not Not told to. Not, it's not a it's demand. Been asked. It's a, yeah. it's a request. It's yeah. not being enforced. So that's an interesting... I think that's why use it's, of language. I think that's why it's so strange for everyone because everyone's kind of uncertain where they stand, yeah. what they can do, what they can't do. Everyone's still kind of left in the dark here. Uh, and an interesting thing is that yeah, the government no longer supports mass gatherings due to infection risks, but keeps the schools open. Yeah, I don't understand. Universities, that. for example, haven't been asked to close, but ours has taken the initiative in yeah. suspending face-to-face teaching. Uh, all lectures, seminars, As and workshops. As many are beginning to. I know Newcastle's 
stopping by tomorrow. So and and last before the weekend, they were all saying that they were going to stay open. But over the weekend, I think everyone's just kind of decided. Well, the, this weekend, uh, it's just so much to unpick that, I mean, the, the elite, all elite football has suspended mm. until the 3rd of April and possibly longer. The National League has just announced that their fixtures have all suspended. I'm sure a lot of other sporting bodies will follow suit. I'm sure the Euros yeah. uh, uh, the, will be delayed apparently to 2021. That's a current rumour, although it's not yet been confirmed. Yeah, and for Sheffield, we're still unsure whether Varsity is going ahead, but I'm guessing it's not. I would assume that that they're, will they're not. Still not certi- they're not still not certain and still not saying it's completely over, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be and over. They've already cancelled the ice hockey, which is... The Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, has said the measures that they have just outlined are unprecedented in peacetime and we are in a war against an invisible killer. So very strong words. Uh, And I think the government, compared to other European countries and and China as well, Mm. have been very slow to react to the virus in the draconian measures that we've tried to introduce. And it's it's been under a lot of criticism. For example... Schools have closed in places like France, Germany, Italy, Spain. Austria has banned social gatherings of up to five people. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you can monitor that, though. Well, and, you know, Italy are in total lockdown. France are effectively in total lockdown. Spain are in Italy's a state of bad, though, emergency. Why are we being so slow to react when it's... Uh, well, they've got the same science. Is yeah. it, is it our scientists saying different things? Especially when we have such massive airports and people coming in and out all the time. Yes. I don't really know why it's taken this long, but... Um, we well, It just hasn't the, reached... I, I mean, it has just, you know, developed in the last few days dramatically. The headlines It really wasn't that bad last week. Like, yeah. it's just... It's crazy how quickly this has all happened, and we probably should have been more... I can remember joking last Thursday in, yeah. in our workshop I saying... Know. Well, now that strikes are over, I bet coronavirus will stop our teaching. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, has. a day later, <laughs> yeah. um, unfortunately, a lecturer got uh, diagnosed with coronavirus in the Arts Tower. Yeah. And here we are now. Well, the university buildings are still open. So for as long as they're open. Apart from the Arts Tower, which is having a, a deep, deep clean. clean. <laughs> um, f- but as long as they are open, we can still do our show. Obviously, I'm a lot more mindful of... Touching the <laughs> equipment <laughs> here, there's the signs on the door saying, please wash your hands before and after doing your show and stay safe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's only so much hand washing and methods that you can do before the government eventually enforces stuff. And it's been rather slow to react. And yeah. is that a measured response or are they deliberately doing things to, nice. y- you know, try and gain this thing called her- herd immunity, which is usually achieved through vaccinations? So when you immunise a certain group of people, it's harder for a virus to spread. Um, With the government, there was a suggestion that they would do this naturally and your immune system would respond to the virus, develop develop antibodies and you would have an immune response system to it. And then if the majority of the population, I think they were saying around 60% had that, then it would be harder. You would have herd immunity. It's more that it's just scary for older people, especially people over 70, and, and especially if people have already health have conditions. health conditions yes. or asthma. Um, I know both of us are very worried for our grandparents, which is kind of hard to think about. So, you know, we, we're 
going to have to limit our contact with those people. Mm. And that's what's the big scare here, I think. Uh, and, and one of the big things that I've been seeing, particularly on social media, is people saying, oh, what's all the worry about people, this media overhype? Or mm. you have the other opposite of people panic buying. Now, yeah. it's a very hard thing to balance whether to panic yeah. or to be too complacent on this thing. And I think... Is, it is a balancing act and trying to, it's a bit like Goldilocks getting the porridge just right. And, you know, <laughs> that was a terrible analogy. Nice and I know you, yeah. <laughs> but you, it's important not to understate, but also not to overstate the yeah. severity of this disease. It is, whilst it might not be an immediately dangerous thing for us personally as a human, mm. uh, if we were to contract the virus and then go and meet our, uh, family members that may be at an at-risk category or friends that could be in an at-risk category and we could be asymptomatic, i.e. have no symptoms and not even know that we have the virus. Yeah, because you can have easily, it without symptoms. easily pass it on to all these people without even knowing it. So it is important Yeah, I think I've been a bit be aware. Com too complacent recently. Yeah. I just haven't really... Because nothing's happened where it's been kind of close to home yet. Mm. I haven't... I don't know anyone who's got it. I don't know anyone of that's got it, that it's kind of difficult to put yourself in I think with, that position. With so university banning all face-to-face -face contact with lecturers, that's what, that's kind of that was everyone. quite a sobering moment. Yeah. And that's where it felt really surreal. Yeah. And, and uh, we had a Q&A this morning, well, or this, this afternoon, afternoon. Um, where our lecturers kind of answered some questions and, th and that was kind of a bit scary as well, like thinking about the future. Everything's in limbo. We yeah. don't really know what's going to happen, whether they'll suspend teaching redo the semester redo the year they were redo talking the about year. i don't know what to redo online <laughs> exams uh i really feel for third years because yeah they, things they like might not be able to graduate graduation things like that what if they had a job lined up it's it's very yeah. very concerning times and the, and even more so for international students yeah who are in a foreign country they may be away from family members and there may be a coronavirus outbreak in their own country that they're mm. concerned about and, of course, they're going to be looking for support. And particularly yeah. with the, all these travel bans that are coming up, uh, as there is a temporary ban on travel to the EU that's been proposed. Yeah, and obviously um, America. No America travel. have banned all travel um, from the UK, and Ireland and the EU. Uh, and the UK have uh, advised against all but essential travel to America. So this has a lot of implications, not only for you know, living and everyday life, but for traveling and holidays and all yeah. these things that we sometimes take for granted are just being thrown into disrepute. disrepute. Um, it's just difficult. It's just a really kind of distressing time because I feel like I'm going to go crazy because our whole <laughs> lives are run around <laughs> events and seeing people and socializing, but also doing work. And we can't even do that because of the practicality of, our course we have literally no work to do and then like a job even if we have a job i work for an events company well can't go and do them because they're events with yeah. lots of people so it's literally and then can't even see your friends well, it's social so distancing measures it, you're distancing yourself from socializing yeah and what, but what do you do with that time? as a student so socializing is one of the biggest exactly. aspects you of your life Pubs, <laughs> not, the not the pubs. <laughs> no, and it, we, it's just unprecedented. I've never yeah, in my life seen anything. We, well, that's we, what we Boris Johnson was saying, and in even his in their lifetime and yeah. in peacetime in general, it's just yeah. not been a thing. 
I mean, there's not been a massive pandemic to this scale in terms of how lethal it is since the Spanish flu a hundred years ago. Yeah, it's quite or over a hundred. So, but people panic buying. Panic buying is ridiculous, especially when supermarkets rely on a just-in-time manufacturing system. Yeah. So short-term loss in stock management is going to just end up in no like if an elderly or vulnerable person goes shopping and they don't have the funds to stockpile yeah then you are spiting someone else from getting toilet yeah, roll really which is by the way a ridiculous what? thing to stockpile on i don't get why it's 90% toilet of toilet roll is manufactured in the uk anyway i just don't get it it's, it's as soon as one person starts doing something, we are such suckers for trends. Yes. And they're like, oh, they're doing it, so I have to do that. And then everyone keeps doing it. This there is, the is no the, the supply chains for supermarkets are strong. The government's saying it's strong. Until government suggests otherwise, yeah. you've just got to put the trust in the it authorities, I'm afraid. And, and we have a shortage. We have no hand, san- no hand sanitizer available anywhere no. in the UK. Uh, although Completely. Ha- so- hot soap and water is more effective yeah. than hand sanitizer anyway, more cheaper but it is just ridiculous people are so selfish and yeah. it's, it's really kind of showing our, our country in a bad light yeah. i think and another thing that i'm particularly starting to see pop up around everywhere is face masks and yeah. face masks aren't effective the vast majority of face masks have proven not to be effective really? particularly how do you know uh, this is based on a lot of reports, right? Okay. And and several. But surely it's helping in some sense, even if someone if like, so, sneezes if near you, you okay, or right. coughs if, near if you. If you are ill, kind of if you are ill, yes, it helps because it stops the spread of, for example, you sneezing or coughing. Yeah. But the ma- vast majority of masks that people are wearing are yeah. surgical masks, so they're not tight fitting to your face. So there's still gaps in the sides of the mask for okay. air to enter into. So it's not filtering out air. The, the ones that are good and effective are the really tight-fitting like ones. Airtight, yeah. And, and they're quite difficult to get hold of. Yeah. Um, and and they're, they're not as common. I have actually seen some people actually wearing those type of masks. Mm. But at the same time, they're not covering their eyes either because your tear ducts yeah. are connected to your respiratory system. So if, essentially, you're not <laughs> protecting yourself anyway. Mm. Um, it's quite um, funny, though, to see... British people now wearing face masks. Yeah. After ridiculing so many um, Asian internationals. I'm not ridiculing anyone. No, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not saying you are. But I'm mm. just saying in general, people now thinking, oh, maybe it's a good idea to wear a mask. <laughs> After those same people probably criticise yeah, others. That, it's yeah, it's crazy. Um, but whilst it, it I, I personally am not concerned about the coronavirus and how that affects my health. No, it's more. But about I am other people. certainly uh, concerned about how it. It affects certain family members or even friends who might have asthma or yeah. other yeah. health I think difficulties. It's, it's easy to think about yourself and oh, not, yeah. not think that we're vulnerable because I don't particularly feel that vulnerable. But it's, you know, we could be harming other people by feeling that way and by being ignorant. So we need to be more aware. And I'm guilty of this myself. I have really haven't been taking this seriously mm. enough, but I'm starting to kind of realise and, and come to that realisation that actually this is a lot more serious than I'm... I think it is in my head. Uh, And whilst the numbers suggest there's 1,500 people with the virus, they estimate that it's more on the end of 10,000 people Mm. currently in the country, probably more than that now, have the virus because of how mild symptoms can get. And the accessibility to testing is now only two people 
who have severe enough condition really? to go to hospital. They will not test you if you only have mild symptoms. There's no point phoning 111 if you're staying at home or self-isolating for symptoms such as a high temperature or a new continuous cough. Um, and those are the common symptoms of coronavirus. Um, they 111 will not uh, test you unless your conditions get worse and you need hospitalization. And this is because there's a lot of concern with demand capacity with the NHS. And I think the government policy is to flatten the epidemic curve. Yeah. So what that mean it means is it's so that we don't see a sharp rise in cases that goes above hospital capacity and instead flattens that curve and the peak to the summer months to manage the capacity so it keeps under the capacity line yeah. in a graph. I think this is just so hard on the NHS. Yes. But also it's sad Particularly because this, this is taking season. over, this is kind of taking over other problems. Mm -hmm. that this is all we're focusing on when actually there are people out there with serious like serious issues, medical issues yeah. that are and being overlooked because of the coronavirus. Like well, it's very difficult. The times. chief medical officer, Chris Whitty, was talking about there could be indirect deaths caused caused by yeah. this virus by people who aren't able to get the immediate treatment yeah. um, for other conditions that aren't related to coronavirus, but because the capacity is so full yeah. or, or overused, then it's going to affect a lot of people. Yeah. And I mean, you've been hearing, I've been hearing stories about people with broken limbs that are being turned away. Really? Like, yeah, I can't, I can't remember who said that. Someone. Well, my friend has currently broken their leg and yeah. uh, their appointments are going ahead as oh, far as I'm concerned, yeah. Okay, well, that's um, good to know. And he's got an appointment on Friday. So that's good. we'll see if that goes ahead and it should do, I would yeah. imagine. Um, but there's talk about retired doctors coming back into service. Really? Yes, and helping and supporting the NHS. Uh, emergency services are going to be rolled back, so yeah. uh, non-threatening crimes will yeah. not be... Well, so just to anyone who uh, is in Sheffield and is around and ha doesn't know what to do with their time, I know there's a big Google spreadsheet going around all the local communities where you can help out with people who are self-isolating, especially the, old, the older generation, so people who may, might need food. There's a, a service where you can go and deliver food to people or you can offer your time just to call them and you know make sure people are okay and give them some company. So that's something proactive that you can do and I'm sure that's the same for most communities around the UK. If you are bored and struggling to think of things to do, then maybe look up those kind of organisations. I know, Liam, you were saying that your mum was setting up something yeah, like that. Uh, a community group where yeah. people could help the vulnerable in maybe... Because at home we live in a village. So mm. any elderly people that, you know, might not have access to supermarkets or public transport because they have to self-isolate for 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, and they don't know how to use online services for delivery mm. and stuff because we do take for granted how much knowledge how much that. knowledge and how tech savvy a lot of us are yeah. and these p people from another generation are completely alien to this yeah so yeah if you are struggling to think of things to do out there then that's something really proactive that yeah oh, uh, and do. a common misconception that comes from the coronavirus is when people compare it to influenza and say oh we shouldn't worry about it because flu kills more people per year well we haven't actually seen the figures yet for coronavirus mm. because we're in the middle of the storm. Yeah, and it's only just getting... Through. And it's only just getting started, <laughs> yeah. right? And it is a completely different virus to the flu. It's still is similar in some ways, um, but in, in regards to the way that it impacts people, it's different. The flu has vaccinations and our bodies have developed a lot of different immune uh, reactions to that, whereas it is completely... 
uh, not immune at all to coronavirus. And a vaccine is in the process of being made, but we probably won't see a vaccine until next year. Yeah. So it's, it's ultimately managing what we do now and trying to limit my the friend, damage. My friend studies biology at Exeter and she, um, she was just given some of the questions that they can answer for their dissertations next year. And they're all, a lot of them are about the coronavirus and finding cures for the coronavirus, which I think is quite interesting. And, and the WHO says that illness due to COVID-19, which is what the coronavirus is now called, uh, that stands for coronavirus December 2019, um, and that the infection is generally mild, especially for children and young adults, which okay. is us. Yeah. Uh, however, it can cause serious illness in about one in five people who catch it, they would need hospital care. So it is therefore quite normal for people to worry about how the COVID-19 outbreak will affect them and their loved ones. Yeah. So really just need to think about other people at this point. It's important not to panic, but also adult. important not to be like blasé about it either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hard decisions are being made. Lots of events being cancelled, but I guess it is for our own good. And it mm. sucks. It really sucks. It really sucks. It really does suck. I mean, I'm, it's driving me mad yeah. not having to be able to watch football anymore. Oh, my gosh. The there football's gone. Things. There are worse things no, in the that, world. That is but people's plans are getting cancelled. You know, people are ending uni. They're planning on going travelling. I tell you what is embarrassing. The footballing bodies such as the... Oh, my gosh. Why are we still talking about football? <laughs> the footballing bodies such as the uh, FA, Premier League and EFL announced... Uh, oh, right. OK, we're going to go ahead with matches this weekend, um, mm. last week. And then three hours later, after they found out that Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta contracted coronavirus, they then postponed all the games. That kind of slow reaction is quite concerning for yeah. a lot of people. And until someone, But then that's the thing. It's like until someone close to home actually gets it, you don't think of no. it as something that's affecting you. You're like, oh, it's fine. It's not affecting me. Just that kind of blissful ignorance. But yeah, we've just got it all kind of... Mm. Be more vigilant now. So now that we have pretty much nothing to do this week, we don't <laughs> know about the next week, but we are going to be at home for a long period of time. Do you know anything that you will do, particularly well, at really home? It really sucks because it's my 21st birthday on Friday. Oh, no. So this has come at the worst possible time. So I really hate you, coronavirus, for doing this. But everyone send Emily a happy birthday on Friday. <laughs> happy 21st. It Thanks. won't be big. It will be at home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, my parents are supposedly coming up to Sheffield on Thursday so we can kind of spend the day together. And my grandparents were supposed to come down, but I'm not sure if that's going to go I ahead. And I probably wise. isn't a very good idea. Um, my grandmother has a really bad asthma as well, which is just another contributing factor. And they're both over 70, so that would just be a really bad idea. <laughs> um, so it kind of sucks. And, you know, I was supposed to have some friends coming up on the Saturday, have a bit of a boogie and... It doesn't look like that's going to be able to go ahead. So, yeah, it kind of sucks. But, you know, you've got to look at things positively. So I'm looking forward to seeing my parents, but I don't know after that what's happening, whether I'm going to go home, whether I'm going to stay in Sheffield, because either way, it's going to be boring yeah. and miserable. And today <laughs> we have been told that we are allowed to go home yeah. if, we're, if, we were, if that's the way that we feel. Yeah. They're not so going to stop of, us from going home. We have some difficult decisions to make. Yeah. It's, it's not that easy to just go home because, you know, home isn't, that close no so when i go there i have to kind of stick with that decision yes. and it will mean that i'm probably not going to come back for a while yeah which kind of scares me just because you know it is scary like you just don't know what's going on well n nothing will well nothing no one there's not a one size fits all option really 
Um, everyone's situation is different. I know for myself, I'm just going to carry on as I normally would and would have done this semester. I've got no plans on going home just yet. Yeah. Um, it's probably wise not to infect my family if I got coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I'd probably still stay in Sheffield. Um, and, you know, I'll just take what government advice says. Uh, Idris Elba, six minutes ago, has just announced that he's tested positive for the really? virus. Tom Hanks has got coronavirus. Tom Hanks <laughs> is stuck in Australia with it. Tom Hanks' his wife, actually. Yes, um, and there's many cruise so even ships. Even stars get coronavirus. Even the no, the even the elite, even yes. the elite. High, it is high a non-discriminatory <laughs> disease. It, anyone can get this disease, yeah. unfortunately. And, and we there's, have to there's still no treatment for anyone, not even celebrities. No, no one's immune unless you get it and recover. Praying, we're all praying for you, David Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are, I hope you're locked in a pod somewhere. I, I wonder the what they're doing the with the Queen, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she'll be under... Under strict under lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> She's quarantined from the whole public. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know that the Pope was doing video Especially messages. Prince Philip. I think if he even like, looked at someone with coronavirus, he'd just drop down. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah. But the, the main thing that they were saying in the press conference today is that this isn't going to be over in two weeks. Yeah, this uh, is going to be a long... This fall. is going to be a significant amount of time, this outbreak. <laughs> I'm meant so to be going hard. on holiday. It's so hard to be positive. Also, we can't we can't complain about that. I want about to go not on being holiday. Able to go on holiday. You know, there are people whose livelihoods are at risk here, yeah. and you know, I've got a friend who's a flight attendant, and you know, her job is um, being really badly um, what's the word? interrupted and compromised. Compromised, yeah. And I know she's very scared and it's horrible seeing that. So I'm not going to complain about not having a holiday and whatever, because, you know, it's it's just well, not, it's I'm not important. Well, in the fortunately for me, I took out uh, travel insurance before they were uh, pulling the policies that protect you against coronavirus related cancellations. So yeah. th thankfully, I've covered myself on that regard. Mm. Um, but it is a great shame that uh, we you won't be able to do those luxury things that sometimes people do take for granted. Yeah. Um, and however... Even everyday life. However, we've got to look at this and try and take some silver linings from it. Yep. Time, if you're self-isolating, that could be time to really kind of focus on yourself. Yeah, self-healing. Read, read books, maybe write poems or diary entries, whatever you feel like. Is this, is this your planning? Drawing. Yeah, this is what I'm... I'm just trying to come up with stuff in my head. If I do have to self-isolate at some point, I, I will go mad. So I'm trying to think of positive things, you know. Obviously, there's Netflix. We can binge whatever. Open up the board games. Yeah, crack Get some Monopoly. Monopoly going. Yeah, things like that. You've got to keep yourself busy. Um, oh, it's it's just going to be so difficult. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's it's quite daunting, really. I don't, I don't know what... I mean... I'm more nervous about how I'm going to spend my time in isolation than I was for any of my exams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just loop through it. <laughs> it's kind of difficult to come up with things. It's really difficult to be positive right now because it all just feels so Yeah, kind sorry of fresh. for it really glum. It I'm just, trying I, to but be I think everyone I think everyone is possible. feeling this as well. Like this is all quite new. Yeah. And hopefully we and can this relate isn't to something, you. As, yeah, as well. this isn't It'll something that anyone's really been through before, so Yeah. It's uh, it's unprecedented. Uh, uh, what restrictions do you think should happen in this country? Because obviously, with, what, with what's going on in Italy, they've done complete lockdown, they're enforcing it. But mm. what the government said today is they're just asking you 
to social yeah. distance. They're not enforcing it. You're not going to get arrested if you don't. I think that's the thing, though, with the British public especially. You know, the government tells them to do one thing and they hate it. <laughs> they hate being told what to do. So I but, think... But that's, that's contrary to what the Prime Minister's just said today because he yeah. says that we're a mature nation and we'll listen to what the government says. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I guess in a lot of ways, yeah, we do respect our laws and, I mean, most people... It's just... Oh, it's so difficult. Do you think know. we should have stricter measures? Probably, yeah. Yeah, and would you like to see more draconian? No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't like to, I wouldn't, but would. But I do think it's yeah. probably do you think necessary, it's necessary. And I think it probably will happen eventually. I think they're just delaying it as much as they can to kind of give people this false hope. But I do think that this is going to be. I think the markets are something that's going to be cons of great concern yeah. to them. Obviously, we won't know loads about that stuff, no, and it's not yeah. relevant to students. This is going to affect the economy. Just think about the amount of events that are being cancelled constantly, and think about like the the music festivals, massive mm. music festivals. There, there's no way that they're going to. It's go almost ahead certain there's going to be a recession. Yeah. So, and that's affecting you know all the people going. So they're going to have to refund all those tickets, and then the musicians, and then everything that goes with it. That kind of thing. That's just going to be constant. Well, I know, I know that you don't like footballers, but even for football clubs that are lower down in the leagues and they haven't got a sustained amount of money, yeah, they could face financial hardships. Yeah, um, particularly uh, the clubs in League One and League Two. That Same goes for all sports as well, not just financial football. sport. Yeah, well, even football teams in general, and um, like the statutory sick pay, for example, is not a very high number. No. I think you get a hundred pound a week on statutory sick pay. So if you're sick, £100 a week to that's live not off. Good. That's not a lot. Because you if can't you're, work. If you're used to earning a lot more than that as well, that's, that can and be a shock. That is significantly lower than the average statutory sick pay in the rest of Europe. So that might be something that government might have to look at. Universal credit, there's a long waiting time for people to get paid for that. Um, yeah. They might have to shorten that period of time. The most vulnerable in society are the ones that are going to be most affected by this. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so difficult because, you know, these people rely heavily on volunteers, you know, like refugees and homeless people and all those kind yes, of organisations. All of those organisations. They can't isolate. No. They're, and in, they're stuck in They public. rely heavily on volunteers, but obviously volunteers aren't going to want to be putting themselves out there because at some point you have to be selfish and look after yourself. But these people don't have anyone else to rely on, so it's really difficult to kind of balance your morals with your kind of self like help and care and, and panic buying has a knock-on effect to food banks yeah and 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 food banks will get shortages because particular things that they usually get donated aren't on the shelves because the demand's not there mm. but i mean use this time if you aren't working if you don't have uni use this time to do something good and worthwhile with that and worthwhile but and help people safe. less fortunate obviously keep safe and be really careful you know, wash your hands constantly, blah, 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 whatever Boris Johnson says. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, you could use that time to do something worthwhile and help other people less fortunate because, you know, if you are even listening to the show, then you're in a privileged position because <laughs> <laughs> obviously listening to the show is such privilege. But well, like, we're in a privileged means, position to be talking access. to each other at yeah, the minute exactly. because it's a form of socialising. Yeah, and this is something that we probably will have to take, uh, well, we can't take for granted anymore. Yeah. True. And this show... This could be the last one. They might close down the media hub. Well, yeah, we will keep going for as long as we can. Yeah. I will keep this show going if you <laughs> go home. And we'll yeah. try and find a way for you to get on the show. Um, and we'll try and see what we can do. But 
Yeah. You know, even even the future of this show is in a bit of question for, yeah. for the time being. Of course, we'll, we'll come back when we can. Yeah, obviously. We're not we're not going forever. <laughs> Very we can't dramatic. get rid of, can't get rid of this. The end. <laughs> it's not the end. But yeah, it's a bit um, it's a bit scary. But what is confusing is uh, the WHO and the government come out with very contrasting things. For example, the WHO said today that test, 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 test people, test people for coronavirus, yet the government are only saying we'll only test people with urgent, symptoms. severe symptoms and those in urgent care because they think that they can predict that how widespread the outbreak is uh, based on modelling. But there is certain other elements to that when you do test people with mild conditions because you can go through contract contact tracing find out who they've been speaking to and break those chains of connection of the virus to stop it from spreading and uh, stem the vi- the spread of virus mm. um it it's going to be incredibly confusing to wade through all this type of information and, and one of the big things that w- is happening is misinformation yeah and where does coronavirus come from? There's oh been all sorts, all sorts of different conspiracy theories. Perhaps it was started by China. It's the Chinese government. They're trying to or cut down the population. It's from someone eating bat soup or whatever. It, no one knows yet. I thought it, they did. It's not. It's. I thought it was a snake ate a bat. No. Nope. And the people ate the nope. snake and that's the soup. That's fake news. Is it? That's fake news. They believe that it was car- it originates from bats. But it must have gone through a host animal first. Yeah, the snake. Uh, no, a pangolin. That's what they think it was. A so pangolin. What's a pangolin? A pangolin it's is a quite type of snake. No, it's quite <laughs> a cute animal that lives in Asia. Um, that if you Googled it, they are very, very cute animals. Um, but they think that uh, it came from pangolins. And Who, who's they though? Scientists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to trust you or not. Maybe this is just well, these, another these fake are, these, news. Okay, these are based on my research. So I'm not a health expert, so it could be completely <laughs> no <way>. wrong. <laughs> no way, you'd be shocked. <laughs> um, but the belief is that it comes from pangolins in this wild food market where there would be a lot... I lo- thought they, they did manage to pinpoint the one market, though. Yeah, they China, did. Yeah, they? yeah, it was in Wuhan. Yeah. Uh, one of the fisheries or wild food markets which are now banned yeah um <laughs> rightly so and that's where there are live animals there yeah with raw meat yeah so that's how the virus could then go and land on the food and then go on people's hands and then they can eat it it's very it's quite the virus would have to mutate in that moment to then be contracted into a human do you think this is going to make kind of those kinds of cultures rethink the way that they deal oh, yeah. with food well, it's because it, they are known to eat kind of obscure parts of animals that we don't necessarily touch. I feel like this is going to be a, a big wake up call for a lot of communities. So these are called zoonotic diseases. So it's like germs from, uh, you know, and, and viruses from things that we wouldn't traditionally eat. Mm. And um, it, they are very they've known about them for a long time, the WHO and been very aware of them um and a lot of different diseases have come from an- different animals like wild animals in particular F- for example aids come from monkeys yeah um and that was a virus called stades did bird flu come from birds or is that a myth well it's called bird flu. i know but <laughs> i thought that most flu-like viruses come from birds right um i think 
uh, and there w- there's been things of chickens giving you different viruses yeah. and uh, chicken pox. <laughs> chicken pox. <laughs> of all the viruses you could think of, you think of that one. <laughs> the good thing with chicken pox, though, you get it once and you never get it again. I thought you could get it twice. I thought uh, no, I you think it's it. twice. I know people have got it twice. Well, they're very unlucky people because I think the general consensus is you get it once mm. uh, and uh, then that's it. But other diseases such as salmonella, for example, that's a zoonic chicken, disease because that's from raw meat, raw chicken. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's people easy, just need to be more careful. Easy to say and and discriminate against people who eat these quite obscure things that might be a part of their culture. Yeah. Um, because it might be a cultural thing and a yeah. traditional thing. And, and also, if they've been doing it for a really long time and nothing yeah. ha- like this has happened before, they'd think, well, why is this wrong now? But at the same time, it's important to educate those people about yeah. the warning signs of these Because there's things. a reason that we don't necessarily eat those kind of parts. Yeah, of because animals. we have a lot of strict health guidelines. Yeah, so yeah maybe this is a wake you. up call. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> remember, remember when we were all talking about Brexit? <laughs> now it's the coronavirus. Uh, I kind of miss those days when it was like, <laughs> I at don't. least with Brexit, it, there wasn't like a at threat least we could of all being talk, Ill. At least we could see each other. and Yeah, you know, at least we could still go to the pub. Spend time together. Yeah. And vote. The, the, the local elections have been delayed to next year. Really? Yep. They announced that uh, last week or over the weekend, I believe. Uh, and It's just the, the complete disruption of life. It's going to be boring. Yeah, it is going to be boring, but it's for a good reason, and we need to remember that and stay vigilant and, you know, think about other people. <laughs> yes, of course. Thinking of other people in a great time of, of need for those that are most vulnerable is just so important. And I think yeah. that's the overall message that we would like people to take away from today, yeah. as well as having good personal hygiene. Yeah, it's hard not to get down about it because obviously being at uni, you rely heavily on events and going to stuff all the time and socialising. So it's, it is difficult to not be downhearted, but also just think about people who are actually losing out on their mm. livelihoods because of this and, you know, people who's actually really affecting heavily, people that yeah. actually have coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, and... One of the good, one of the things that I think the government's missed the trick on is with their advertising campaigns. They should have had Eric from Sex Education on the (laughs) sign saying, "Wash your hands, you you dirty dirty big." (laughs) They should have had that as a government campaign. They so should have. You would have had so so much more respect for the (laughs) government. They've done that. We would back that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Rather than singing "Happy Birthday" twice or "God Save the Queen," (laughs) "Wash your hands, you dirty pig," should be in. Every single toilet in the UK. Preach it. I Every single sink. Agree. That will be the ultimate message that should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it does make you so much more mindful of what you touch. Like yeah, over this weekend, I've been going on public transport. I'm yeah. just thinking. It's made me think oh, my hands. of how bad I've been face. in the past, though. Yeah. Because oh, I've washed my hands. Yeah, we actually are disgusting, though. I've washed my hands so much more in the last week or so than I've ever done. And it's actually gross how little I wash my hands during the day. You're a vile human being. You do it too, hon. <laughs> I know that everyone listening does the same as well. Like, it's just, you don't think, uh, until something like this is happening, you're like, oh my God. I read this thing somewhere where it's like, the five second rule has now been reduced to the three second rule. <laughs> no, that should be no second rule. That is a myth. <laughs> yeah. But there is a lot of quirky 
fun that does come out of these situations. Insanity. That doing. <laughs> <laughs> Insanity. But the, I've, I've seen some videos from Italy of people singing as yeah, well. Yeah, from their balconies. heartwarming. Yeah, that's kind of nice. There's someone playing well, tennis. I saw one in... Uh, was it? On a balcony from windows. They're really high up. And then I the tennis ball just drops. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I saw a video from London, people in their balconies. And, you know, in Italy it was nice. Yeah. Italian music, nice and sensual, blah, blah, blah. I bet someone's just shouting, And it was Shut like up. grime. No, it was, it was like hardcore grime <laughs> oh out of these no. windows. These people were rapping. Like, oh, oh God. no. I would, <laughs> I would literally get on the balcony and tell them to shut <laughs> up. Sure you would. Turn it off. Sure you would. I make it a formal complaint to the council. <laughs> Don't think they'll be listening to anyone. Not anytime soon, anytime no. Anytime soon. Uh, it's just so strange. Thinking back, I was in a council meeting two weeks ago at Sheffield Town Hall, yeah. and they were still so uncertain. And the, the head of health and social care was standing around. He was like, it's not yet a pandemic. Um, at the moment, we're not really sure about mass gatherings. Carry on as you are. Just keep washing your hands. Um, we really aren't that alarmed as of yet. Blah, blah, blah. It was quite, um, I don't know, quite reassuring almost. I came out of there thinking like, oh, okay, mm. maybe this isn't as bad as I thought. Two weeks down the line, here we are. Loads more deaths. <laughs> <laughs> No gatherings at all. Uni's cancelled. Like, literally, I can't quite get my head around how quickly this is moving. One of the things that does concern me that came from today was um, non-essential travel is advised against. Yeah. And that's to anywhere now. Yeah, so that's even just going home. That is pretty... Because it's just to avoid using public transport. I mean, yeah. I went on the train back to Sheffield today. Yeah. And I Was it busy? No. It was, no. <laughs> it was really dead. Really? It's really really surreal yeah that's how bad. spooky it feels and you know the government advice is to stay at least two meters away from other people in your home uh and even in public it's just so difficult and also these are like troublesome times and sometimes you just want to hug <laughs> 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 and the fact that we're being advised to not even do that is just quite upsetting it's unprecedented times and it's just so insane I've th I never th it's, it's like we're living in a movie yeah it actually is but it, in a sick way it's kind of exciting <laughs> yeah I know what you mean it's like when you go in the supermarket and you see the empty shelves it feels but like, like an know, apocalypse you know <laughs> like two months ago when we did the episode on the end of the world and we were yeah. joking about what we were doing in an apocalypse yeah and like it was kind of exciting that was a fun conversation to have and now we're in it that's kind of happening <laughs> Like, it was a premonition. Can we just can we do can we do the whole apocalypse thing and then pretend that it never happened and just be a simulation like a little game? <laughs> but unfortunately not. Yeah. Uh, how is this real life? <laughs> Are we in a dream? Yeah. Anyway, I think we should come up with some more positive things. More positive things. We we this will be our longest show that we've done and it's been very long winded. We're not going to have any breaks because we're forty five minutes in there. Yeah. Uh, we're, we smashed this <laughs> <laughs> if I say so myself in terms of how much we said I hope we haven't bored you which we say most episodes I anyway. mean pretty much uh, this is all anyone's conversation yeah. consumed by at the moment so I mean, apologies that this is just more on top of that but well every single current... person I've spoken to I've spoken to about coronavirus yeah. and they're interested so we thought it would be yeah obviously it's interesting, the go to it? thing to talk about and yeah. uh, the BBC <laughs> actually has a tab now for coronavirus and it's head Same of the what? UK, like on their news website. You like know a how whole they, section. You know how the, they have the bar. Yeah, to be fair, their top 10 headlines were all about coronavirus this morning. Well, all when news I is coronavirus. So yeah. as student journalists, if we were still doing <laughs> news days, for example, it'd just be, ah, coronavirus, coronavirus here, coronavirus, coronavirus there. 
But it's also sad because then you just kind of forget that anything else is going on in the world. I was really starting to enjoy our course as well. Yeah, me too. It's really, it's come at a really bad time, like really bad time. Like, I was getting so practical, so fun. I know, I, was really I feel like we were both things. doing quite well and like having a good time. Yeah, it kind of sucks. You know what we it need is? to stop thinking about that. We need to stop thinking about the what ifs. And it the was because I became the top news editor and oh everyone gosh. got put off by that and that can't happen again. Yeah. So they had to suspend everything. Yeah, that's why. Give everything a deep clean. Yeah, that's <laughs> why then. You're just on, on fire too much. <laughs> that was a ridiculous tangent to go on. Yeah, that was. But um, I remember what I was saying before. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's sad that. Um, we're not really hearing anything about the rest of the world. I know, no. there's, I know there's disputes going on in Chile at the moment. They were protesting um, at the weekend. Really? No one's heard anything about it because well, it's also of the coronavirus. Some, well, it's also something to consider resources. For example, you have to send out a journalist to that country to properly report on it. Yeah. And if we've been told to stay at home... I know. Uh, it's contradictory to what it is. Yeah. Um, but one thing that does concern me is why were, I, I know I've said it quite a few times, but why were we so slow to react to coronavirus when, for example, a country like Slovakia mm. had 18 cases and closed their borders? I don't really know. Well, because Slovakia is very different to the UK, though. But it's not. It's an EU country. I know, but think about how many people are going in and out of here compared to Slovakia. Yeah, but Slovakia is in the Schengen different. area. But it's still so... That, it's still so different. Well, like the amount of trading and business that goes on here compared to there is very different. Like you can't really compare. So uh, it, it, it takes a lot, a much bigger decision, I think, to shut down stuff like that. Because if you, if you just think about the the sheer scale of uh, like companies that are being affected by this, on. yeah. So it, I'm sure the government, it's not a decision that they're taking lightly, they and they've done everything for a reason. Yeah. You know, I I like to think that we can put trust in them. To make the right decisions for well, us. Well, we could put trust in them as long as they're not sending leaked documents to newspapers as their press releases. And hopefully what we saw today with their daily press conferences is something of a bit more transparency so people don't have conflicting reports. Mm. Um, and that will make people have a clear idea of what they're meant to do because there have been quite a few U-turns in regards to what's going to happen. Like several U-turns on... Whether events and mass gatherings should be held yeah. now, events and mass gatherings two days later shouldn't be held. Yeah, it's it's, it's so confusing for people. It's confusing. Everyone's just a bit uncertain and left in the dark. But it's just one of those things that you're just gonna have to take each day as it comes. And I know that's horrible, and it's really hard to not have plans yeah. and not have stuff to look forward to. But that's just how it's gonna have to be for a while. So in the meantime, what can we do? <laughs> but what will it mean for us as students? Because no, that's just not. Let's try and be positive. Now. Yeah, but what 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 if, say for example, they delayed the year? Yeah. Uh, or push the year to over the summer. Yeah. What would we then do about accommodation and stuff like that? Like living. Well, cost. most of us have houses. But tuition, f uh, ma maintenance loans, for example. Um, I guess they'd talk. I guess they'd have to go into discussions yeah. with. Because our last maintenance finance. loan, for example, is yeah. April. But I guess they'd have to go into talks with student finance and things like that. They're not yeah. just going to let us. They're not, they're not just going like, to leave us alone and no, I'm, I'm force so us to move happy. in and not give I'm us any so money. I'm so happy I'm not doing A levels or GCSEs. Yeah. What would happen with exams if schools were to close? Yeah, that's really difficult. But then it's the same for third years, and it, obviously it's not that bad for us because the second years are kind of we're, in the middle. We're in the we're middle, at, so we're in a nice It doesn't really stage. matter as much for us. But I really do feel for people in their final years. And those first year students are lucky. Well, I say lucky. They're not lucky because they can't go clubbing now. <laughs> 
unfortunately. Not the end of the world, though, is it? Pop like, tarts and raw is not on anymore. Things in perspective, you know, missing out on clubbing isn't the end of the world. Well, if the pubs are still open, Emily, we'll hopefully try and get to one tonight and <laughs> make most of it make whilst we can. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's going to be awful. Go nice little everything's going to close. It's going to be like a ghost town. Well, you've got uh, Crook's Brewery. Yeah, that's true. You've got your you own can't brewery. can't say that on though. the radio. Well, other other beers are <laughs> available, <laughs> but your, your supply chain got uh-huh. a nice supply there. <laughs> yeah, true. We've we've, got, some, we've got something like 150 pints. So we'll 150 fine. pints. Yeah, we've got gallons. Blimey, you are sorted for when it comes to and quarantine. And not not even mentioning the the um, barrels of Merlot. Well, <laughs> what is Merlot? Red wine. Red wine. Oh, wow. Um, so if anyone wants to go into self-isolation, I suggest going to Emily's student house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want your viruses. Um, or your diseases, your germs. But yeah, in the meantime, let's talk about things that you can do if you're bored and you're on your own. Exercise. <laughs> so exercise, yeah. Get ripped for the summer. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so many, think about like all the tutorials on YouTube and things like that. Yeah. You know, workout videos, things like that. You Maybe can get watch up TV yeah. shows. Yeah, what go. TV shows should people watch? TV shows. Not Ooh. Riverdale. <laughs> Not Riverdale. That seems to be a common Mi- theme in every single episode. Mr. Robot, now. I would advise anyone to watch. That is my favourite TV show of all time. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Four okay. seasons of Mr. Robot. It's finished. The final season came out at the end of last year. It is a very good show to watch. And I would advise anyone cool. who's... Fleabag, everyone watch Fleabag. Fleabag if you haven't watched it yet. Yep. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is amazing. Sex um, Education. Sex Education, also very good. Yep. Then you'll get the quote that we said earlier about you, you dirty pig. pig. Um, uh, oh, oh my friends and I have just binged Love is Blind on Netflix. Oh, I've been watching it that. Was, it is, that is hilarious. It's so fake. It's so bad. It's so fake. And it makes them look so, so dumb, but it's it's great TV. When they you get to the weddings crazy. especially, oh, oh my so God, it's funny. amazing. It is funny. That is, it is quality <laughs> TV, and I'm not usually one for um, reality, reality TV, yeah. but that stuff is is pretty golden. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, True so crime documentaries, like um, Don't F With Cats, oh, is yeah. pretty good. That's scary. Oh, it's scary. But good, yeah. But a very good documentary. There's so many things on Netflix, so many films. You should, you could take the time to look through, to watch kind of quality films, you know, like critically acclaimed films, ones mm. that maybe you haven't got the time to. Or I know a lot of books. people, yeah, lots of people have lists of films or books that they've always meant to read. Use that time to do that. Yeah, now's the time to uh, really get through that bucket list of books, yeah. films, that whatever kind of you think. Um, or if you have the time, you know, get out there, volunteer, help out people who are less fortunate are in really bad positions because of the virus help the elderly where you can obviously put yourself um yourself health first but you know that's always an option if you're struggling to think of things to do and yeah and one thing that's good is the bbc have delayed the over 75 tv license feature oh, i saw that yeah that's really nice which is good because they are the most at-risk group and there will be an isolation, unfortunately. And, you know, if you do have anyone who is at risk, um, of course, take the appropriate uh, precautionary me- measures, but also stay in contact with them. Make sure they're all right. Yeah. Make sure they're getting the help and support that they need um, because it is important to protect those that you love and the most vulnerable in society. And Indeed. we've pretty much waded through an enormous topic for 
50 minutes that's been rapidly unfolding over the last three months. Yeah. Um, I just never, I just didn't now. think that we'd get to this stage. I really didn't. Well, I'd like I think to I was so ignorant. I would like to say that I did say to one of my friends two weeks ago that in two weeks' time we'll see a mass outbreak of coronavirus in the UK. Wow, I Liam, you're a genius. Top predictor right here. <laughs> you're a genius. No, well done. That was because based on the stuff that was, the content that was consuming. <laughs> oh, they're just repeating it was what just other people are saying. what other people are saying, yeah. <laughs> Well done, Liam. You're so clever. I was doing the research. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we've kind of come into the end of this. Uh, hopefully it's not the end of the show for now. <laughs> we'll see. We will see what happens. But um, thanks for listening, everybody. And, you know, just stay safe out there. Be precautious. Wash your hands. You know, that's all you can really do. It, yeah. It's so weird because it's silent and you can't see it. So yeah. it's really hard to take it seriously. Yeah, it is. And like you've just hit the nail on the head there. We can't see any of the germs they're in the studio right now. No, but I'm sure we can't there are see lots. the germs <laughs> on our hands. Yeah, and this must be a horrible time if you have OCD or a bit of a germaphobe. This must be, or you're a hypochondriac. Like I could not imagine how you guys are feeling. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me when it says hypochondriac. No, no, not you. No, <laughs> I'm not a hypochondriac. <laughs> Although my friends think I am. Oh, thank you. Oh, you are. I'm not. But it's okay, Liam. You'll get through this. <laughs> We all will, hopefully. <laughs> oh, whatever. We we need to think of other things to talk about as well. Because this will be an essential part of your quarantine listening if anyone is self-isolating yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. Take the time to listen to our show. That's something entertaining. If you're, if you're self-isolating, listen yeah. to hours of us talking. Yeah, exactly. Get to know us really well. And listen to all our past episodes. Yeah. It's a treat, I, I assure you. You're so lucky. You are so <laughs> lucky to have us during this outbreak. <laughs> We're putting our lives at risk here. Yeah. I have to be two meters away from Emily. <laughs> Imagine what diseases I could contract from this distance and prolonged period of time. Yeah, we're really risking our lives for, for you guys. So <laughs> I hope you appreciate that. Follow us on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook as yeah. well um, and Spotify. And keep up to date. Ask us any questions or concerns that you might have or anything that you want to uh, have or well, we were going to try and we were, we were going to have guests, but is that a good idea anymore? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. Just stay safe out there. Try and be positive. No, it's hard to be, but you know, if you just if you're just negative every day, then it's going to go so slowly. So. so Emily's really screwed. Yeah. Because <laughs> she is negative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive. I'm happy. Just get up every day. Make sure you don't sleep in too much. You know, get up, open your window, listen to some. Funky, thank God FaceTime was invented. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> we can um, we can now be to be fair, if there was ever to be a pandemic, we're in the right time for it because with social media and stuff like that, we are yeah. quite socially connected yeah. on mobile devices. And we have all these different things to watch and have fun. It's crazy, isn't it, that everyone's complaining about having to sit alone and watch Netflix. We complain when we do when that we have and then so we much work. That we don't have enough time to do yeah. that. <laughs> it's insane. We're such hypocrites. Yeah, we're so annoying. <laughs> Everyone's hypocrites. Yeah. Um but we're gonna leave you now. So hopefully see you again soon. Please don't get too lonely. But Aww. we will keep you company if you listen to all our other shows. Yeah. Bye everyone. Goodbye.